Hey, good morning, guys. Um, back at it this morning in what seems to me to be kind of a loud morning. I don't know if you can hear how active uh, the birds are and, well, the contractors are pretty active as well. I think as there's less traffic on the roads due to this quarantine, there's more space for them to get their work done. So I can really hear them going at it uh, this morning out there on Collins Road. So um, I hope you're well. I'm going to continue on this morning with uh, Galatians chapter 4. And really, I'm going to look at the next two days as a part one and part two. Uh, probably the first three verses today and then verses, probably verses four and five tomorrow. So, you know, part one, part two. I don't know how much of a cliffhanger it'll be, but, um, you know, if it feels like it's incomplete today, it's because we'll, we'll need to finish up tomorrow with, uh, uh, so we don't go too long. So here's the first three verses. Paul says, uh, what I'm saying is that as long as an heir is underage, he's no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. So Paul's really here uh, in the first three verses, continuing the thought that came out of the third chapter, which is even though we're children he's reminding us that um that really that in our infancy or in our childhood we're no we don't have any greater rights in fact he's making the argument that our freedoms are probably less than that of a slave even though we own the whole estate so even though my father is a billionaire and i live in this incredible mansion on this incredible estate on this incredible property and someday it's all going to be mine when i'm a child when i'm a little toddler i actually have less freedom to move about the estate and to take care of myself and do whatever i want than a slave let's imagine a uh, a worker there on the estate that's been working there for forever and is a trusted valued employee of the estate and their rights as they make their way around and their familiarity even with the, the benefits and the, all that the estate has to offer would be greater than mine as a, as a toddler, even though I own it all. And so I think Paul's wanting to make sure we don't get too full of ourselves here, that even though we're heirs, that, um, that you know, we, don't, we're, we, we do still need the law in our lives uh, to, um, to, to show us uh, you know, how it is that we are, we are supposed to live and it's to point us to Jesus. And it, he says that, that the heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. And, uh, I don't want to make too much of this today because we'll get into it tomorrow, but, um, the time set by his father is, uh, really he, he's borrowing here from Roman thought, you know, in, in, uh, in the Jewish world, uh, children became adults uh, ceremonially at the age of 13, either by bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah, uh, by, uh, you know, uh, promising to, to follow God and, 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 uh, and, have, and going through a ceremony. And there's a similar ceremony in the Roman world. Not s- well, there's a ceremony, not similar, but there's a ceremony that happened. But the key difference is, is it didn't happen at an age. It happened at whatever point the father felt the child was ready. So it could happen younger or it could happen later. And Paul is borrowing from that concept by saying that really the, the control here, it, it's a way of him expressing God's sovereignty. 
Um, but he's making the point then in verse 3 that while we were underage, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces or the basic principles of the world. What does he mean by that? And how does that matter to us? Well, what he's getting at is he's saying that um, he uses a very particular word that means like to line up. And I, it was often used in a military uh uh, like in a military setting for soldiers to line up, but it came to be used as like things lining up, like a list, like ABC. And so it may be the, the ABCs of, you know, um, you know, washing a car, you know, the three key steps in folding, you know, your laundry. I mean, just anything that has a, a has a step, you know, a, 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 like steps to, to follow might be under this kind of, you know, basics, principles. And what he's, Paul is saying is, is that both within the Roman world, uh, the, the Gentile world and the Jewish world, one of the ABCs of life, the basic governing principle of life was some concept of karma. What you, you, you know, you get what you deserve, that this is the way that the world works, that when you do something, uh, you get you know, the, whatever happens to you, or ultimately what goes around, what come, uh, how does it said? What, what goes around comes around or, or something like that. Uh, the basic idea is, you know, it, it ultimately writes itself. The broom sweeps clean. Everything takes care of itself. It's a, it's, it's a basic principle that's, that even sweeps the world today. We tend to use it today in a very selfish way. I do. I still fall into this trap of like, um, you know, I want justice. I want, I want everything to be exactly right. I want everything to be, if somebody's done something wrong, I want it to be made exactly right. And, and frankly, to be honest, in most, most cases, we have a very me-centric view of justice. So I'm driving in traffic and I need to get over into the left lane. I'm in the right lane. I put my blinker on and I look in my rear view mirror and the guy's not giving me enough room. And I'm like, well, come on, buddy, you know, let me in. What, you know, what, what, What's your hurry? I need to get over. And then as soon as I get over, somebody needs to get o- now get in front of me and they put their blinker on. I'm like, come on, buddy. What's wrong with you? Why can't you be patient? Why do you got to get ahead of me? Get behind me. I mean, we, we, we appeal in one case to somebody giving us some space. And in the other case, we're saying, why do you need our space? You know, it's, we, we tend to have a very, very me-centric or self-centric view of like the way justice works. And that's really the, the thing that Paul's getting at is, is that we were, you know, so while we're underage and we're immature, we tend to be governed by the worldly view of the way things should work out. But in just uh, another verse, Paul's going to open up something else for us, which I'll leave hanging until until tomorrow. And so, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you would uh, that you would set upon all of our lives uh, that sense of kairos or, or of your timing that you would tell us. And this is something that's near and dear to our hearts, Lord, that you would be the governor, you would be the the sovereign ruler of all that happens in our lives, be it, um, you know, the good things that come our way or even the, even the struggles that come our way, Lord, we pray that you would lead us through and that we would know that you're with us even when we walk through the valley of very troubling times, even through the valley of the shadow of death, we'd fear no evil for you're with us. So thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. Maranatha.